Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Friday edition of Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. I'm your host, Bill Krieger, and today my guest is Angie Littman. She's a learning facilitator here at Consumers Energy. So, Angie, if you'd introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started. Hi. So, I am a learning facilitator with Consumers Energy. I've been with the company for... Uh, roughly 18 and a half years. My first two years were as a contractor, and then I was lucky to get hired full-time. I teach new hires for our customer service representatives in the contact centers, as well as technology within the company that we use internally, like Teams and SharePoint. And what about family? Are you married? I am. I'm married. I actually will be married for 15 years come December 4th of this year. And uh, my husband, Pete, is wonderful. And we have two little dogs. And we are um, quite close during the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've all gotten to know each other just a little bit better. (laughs) Right. I'm I'm thankful that it hasn't been a negative. It has been well, wonderful to be together all the time. And that's good. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. My wife and I, by the way, celebrated our fourth anniversary here uh, last week. So Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. So the reason that we got together today is that um, here at Consumers Energy, we have an employee resource group. It's called PACE, or the Pride Alliance of Consumers Energy. Uh, and it is for LGBTQ community and allies and anyone that kind of supports those efforts. And Angie, I heard you talk during their national coming out day, and I was really touched by your story. And I thought that this would be a good story to share with our audience and uh, maybe help others out. Um, So can you walk us through a little bit? So to let the audience know, uh, Angie, on uh, on that date came out as bisexual or pansexual and uh, shared that with her coworkers and then eventually with family members and, and others. But Angie, could you kind of talk us through that and what that was like for you? Sure. So I had out to my closest family since I was 18 or so, you know, for over 20 years. And I had never been out at work or basically with anyone that I had met after my husband and I started dating. Um, I always felt like it was moot and there was no point and that it would be attention seeking to bring it up. Uh, And quite honestly, you know, 18 years ago was a very different time and it felt a lot safer to just let people assume what they would based on the fact that I was in a long-term relationship. This year, the company has been doing these outstanding things within the company on diversity and equity and inclusion, and I have been wanting to come out for several years now. But this year, it was just time. A lot of things coincided, and I realized that I wanted to use my voice to try to make it easier for others who were in the same position I was or, you know, we're facing antagonism from their family, from their friends, uh, you know, afraid to come out to even their partner, um, which is a horrible place to be. So I wanted to be there for them. I wanted to help 
folks understand who might not be a part of the LGBTQ community. And so, yeah, here I am using my voice to, to help folks understand. Well, and I think that's great. I think it's great that we we are in a place where we can do that and feel feel safe doing it. I think some people might ask the question, why? And I know that you said that to help others out. But, it, you know, at this point, you're you're married. Um, you're in a relationship Absolutely. with someone of the opposite sex and you're bisexual. So how how does that work? And I asked that sure. question. And for for transparency, you know, we talked a little bit about this, some people might say, well, you know, how does that work? Does that does that mean that, that you're allowed to be promiscuous? Right, no. <laughs> no, I would not dream of cheating on my husband. Um, that's actually a very common misconception. And one of the reasons that, you know, folks need to be doing this speaking out. Um, there are several misconceptions about bisexuality that folks just, have, you know, and unfortunately, it's not just straight folks that have these misconceptions. A lot of times, it's also other members of the LGBT community. So um, the, the misconception is that because of the fact that they can't conceive of being attracted to more than one gender, because that's the technical kind of definition of uh, bisexuality, or we call it bi-plus, because there are several labels. You mentioned bisexual, pansexual. Folks also identify as queer or fluid or one of several other nuanced uh, labels that they choose for themselves. I identify as bisexual just because when I was going through my period of self-discovery, that was the only option there was. So, um, but the, the technical definition is the capacity to be attracted to um, to people of more than one gender. So uh, that capacity to be attracted to people doesn't go away when you get married. You know, um, I think that if you make a vow to not act on it, then that's the way it should go. And that's the way I've lived. But, uh, you know, that capacity for attraction is still there. I'm still who I am. You know, um, folks in a a straight relationship where both people are heterosexual, they're still able to be attracted to other people. And we are no less likely to be able to stay committed in our own relationship with our partner than anyone of any other orientation. So if I'm hearing you correctly, and, and that this really puts it in, in a good light for me to understand better, sure. is that I am, you know, I'm straight and I'm married, mm -hmm. uh, but that that doesn't mean that other people don't look attractive. It just means that I'm not going to act on that. And it, and whether or not I'm I'm straight or gay or bisexual, that doesn't change my commitment just because of who I'm attracted to. Exactly. And the unfortunate thing is that because of this idea that folks who are bisexual haven't yet chosen a real orientation, there's an underlying assumption that we're unable to commit. And that's where uh, I think a lot of that comes from. Did that kind of have a hand in you not coming out sooner then? I mean, that. It definitely did. I mean, to an extent, I had bought into that garbage, um, <laughs> which <laughs> is unfortunate. You know, for a long time, I actually didn't even 
uh, live as my whole self at home, even though my husband has known since before we started dating, much less before we got married, who I was. Um, but, and he's always been very supportive, but I had this idea that if I talked about it or, you know, brought it up in whatever way, that it would make him feel insecure, that I'd be giving him a reason to feel like he wasn't enough, right? Um, which is ridiculous. And I didn't give him enough credit. And I was buying into that same sort of stigma. A few years ago, I decided, you know, this is just not a tolerable way to live. Some current events had happened. I was really upset. And, you know, in order to explain to my friends and family why I was so upset, I had to come out to all of them all over again and say, hey, you know, this didn't go away when I got married. And so when things that affect my community happen, I'm going to get upset. Um, and so I realized at that point that um, that it was important to me to live my full self, even though I don't intend to act on those attractions, I still get to claim my identity. Well, I, I think that's important when we talk, I mean, at Consumers Energy, we talk about bringing your whole self to work quite a bit, and that is your whole self. I think the thing that, that sometimes people get, get wrapped up in, though, is that that's just a part of your whole self, right? True, You're, yeah. You are um, a woman, you are a wife, you are a daughter, you are an aunt, or whatever. Um, yeah. Those are all pieces of who you are, and this is just one part of that that you elected to share with people. Right. And, you know, the other parts are easy to share. Nobody looks at you sideways because you talk about your nephew. Um, I have a six-year-old nephew who's adorable, and I talk about him a lot. And nobody looks at you sideways for that. But this particular piece of yourself, especially for bisexuals, is still very, um, it's still a little bit stigmatized. Uh, people tend to believe that any bisexual who is in a, uh, a relationship with someone of a different gender is obviously straight and confused. Or if we are in a relationship of some, with someone of the same gender, we're obviously gay and confused. And it's just very frustrating because there's that erasure going on um, that we either are just saying it for attention, we're saying it because we're too afraid to say the real thing. Um, I can tell you it's scarier to say bisexual than it would be to say I was a lesbian. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's very frustrating in that way to feel invisible when the rest of you is so easy to share. And I have always been kind of an open book sort of person. And, and you said something there too. You said it's scary. And so as mm -hmm. I was, as I was listening to people tell their stories, and, and and you as well, during that time and even after, I heard a lot of you know that was very brave of you to do that. It, yeah. You know, it took a lot of courage to do that. And it, it there's two things that that strike me about those sorts of statements. One is what does it say about where we're at today if you have to be courageous and brave to yeah. talk about who you are? We still have a long way to go. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, no, no. So you're 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 right on. I mean the other the other part of it is I feel I would feel funny telling someone that they're brave 
for bringing them whole, their whole selves to work. So, right. um, to, you know, to kind of continue on with your thought, I think we've come a long way, but I think we have a long, a lot longer way to go. Yeah. Now, thankfully, you know, those statements of, oh my gosh, you're so brave. That was extremely affirming because, um, it's nice to know that they understand how hard it still was, you know, and so it it shows an understanding that it's not easy. And like you said, I would love to live in a world where it didn't require bravery. Um, honestly, I, I ended up almost accidentally coming out to uh, kind of the rest of the folks I hadn't been out to the same day I came out at work. So I'm officially out everywhere now, which is very freeing. But wow, was it scary because you know that people do still have these deep-seated um, stigmas and misconceptions, and you don't want them to feel that way about you. I was really, um, I was really scared that my in-laws would think that I was incapable of being monogamous to my husband, who obviously is a part of their family. They love him. I can't conceive of doing that to him, but they would have no way of knowing that. And I know what those assumptions are. So it is, it's very scary. Um, and, you know, it, it comes down to someone has to um, stand up and make it a little less scary for the next person. And I feel like I'm at a point in my life that I'm ready to do that. Well, and truly making it, making, you know, this a better place um, than it was when you got here by, by doing that and standing up for others, you know, at work, I think everyone was very supportive. Uh, both in the, the, uh, the meeting and outside of the meeting and it's been really warming and welcoming. Is that what you found outside of work and with family members? I mean, how did that go? That, um, that jury is still out, to be honest. I've only interacted with a couple of folks from uh, that side of the family since then. Now, what I have gotten was um, pleasant from the folks who I have interacted with. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the jury's still out on that one. I'm not sure. But I am sure that I'll be able to handle it, especially because Pete is so supportive. Um, When I explained that, hey, I'm going to come out at work and do some speaking about this. Do you feel funny about it? You know, do you have any, um, do you have any feelings one way or the other about this? Because hate tends to splash onto your family members. And I wanted him to be able to have a say in whether or not he got subjected to that if it happened. And of course, he was as supportive as he has ever been and said, this is completely up to you. You do whatever you want to, and I will support you 100% of the way. And he has. So I know that even if we do encounter negativity from some folks, we'll be able to handle it um, together. So, so I'm pretty confident of that. Well, it's good. It's good to have a partner like that, that you can, that you can rely on. If, if things get tough and, and rely on them, even if they're not tough. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I appreciate that. And we'll have to check back in with you as things uh, progress along and, right. and see, see how things are going, right? Yeah, yeah. At work, it's definitely been awesome. I have received 
effusive support from all fronts at work. My team has been amazing. Pace has been amazing. Um, everyone I talk to has been just wonderful. So that's well, good. You know, and here's the thing that I'm learning through all of this too, is with the employee resource groups and we have these different functions that happen, not only am I hearing the stories that people have about themselves, but I'm really beginning to better understand my coworkers and who they are as people. And also I've been making a lot of friends along the way that I I would not have met you as an example, Angie. I would not probably have had these interactions if it hadn't have been for the work that that we're doing in that space. Yeah. And quite honestly, if it hadn't been for COVID, there's a little bit of a silver lining here because a lot of those uh, employee resource group events used to happen only at company headquarters. So, um, which makes sense. It's like the greatest concentration of us throughout the state. But for those of us who live quite a ways away, that made it hard to join them. So the fact that they've all been virtual during COVID has let, you know, me from Bay City and my teammates from Grand Rapids and folks from Traverse City all join in so that we're all getting to know each other a little better, which is, I think, fantastic. It's a wonderful silver lining to this crazy year that we've had. Well, a good a good friend of mine uh, said one time that we're not we shouldn't be practicing social distancing that we should be practicing physical distancing to keep right. ourselves healthy and I think what we've done by by practicing the the physical distancing is we socially brought ourselves even closer together. You're absolutely right. Yep, I I certainly feel that way. Well, as we get close to the end of the podcast. I just wanted to know, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? Words of wisdom, advice, anything else that you'd like us to know about you? Um, I just want to say, you know, there are resources available out there if you have questions, if you want more information, if you are feeling down. Um, The BiPlus community has incredibly high rates of depression, anxiety, mood disorders, Um, And so there are folks out there that are dedicated to helping folks in the BiPlus community. And if you know someone who is, there are resources dedicated for allies. A wonderful place to start is byresource.org, B-I-R-E-S-O-U-R-C-E.org. And it has information on coming out, information on what all these labels mean, bi, pan, fluid, queer, and um, and also a whole page just for allies and what everyone can do to support their friends and family members. So um, please reach out because there are resources available. There is a community here for for you, for us. All right. Well, thanks. And again, to the audience, that's byresource.org if you're looking for information. Angie, thanks for taking the time out today to sit and talk with us and letting us learn uh, a little more about you as you bring your whole self to work. It's been a pleasure talking with you and uh, hope we can do this again. Thanks, Bill, for having me. Have a great day. And thank you to the audience for tuning in today. Be sure and tune in every Wednesday and Friday as we talk about the things that impact your personal well-being.